0: Do we not? Oh, there we go. Hello, welcome tonight. I'm very glad that each one of you came, that we've got a full front row. It's a good start, isn't it? Um, yes, welcome tonight. My name is Rachel if you haven't met me. Yep, all met me. Um, tonight we have a panel on the body. So we're in this series at the moment called Human. So talking about mind, soul, body. So we've done, and spirit. We've done Soul a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Ryan spoke. We had a panel this morning on The Mind. Uh, Tonight we are talking about our body and how God desires us to be healthy and whole in our bodies. So I'm going to introduce our panel up. We have Nikki here, who is a professional skateboarder. Amazing. Yes, please come and take a seat. Take a seat on the couch. We have Laura here, who is a dietician. woo Woo And has her own consultancy business in dietetics. And without... uh, Last but not least, I should say, is Daniel. Who's my husband. (laughs) But also he has... um, He has done a lot of training in his life. Uh, Used to be a state rower. um, And likes to... (laughs) Too late. Um, And has done... He's very dedicated to his own training. And likes to keep himself in shape. So... We are going to start tonight, I'm going to read to you from the Bible, a good place to begin at church, from, um, the scripture is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. It says, do you not know that our bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you've received from God, you are not your own, you were bought with a price, therefore honour God with your bodies. So, I want you to think about that. Before we dive into what that means of honouring our bodies, I just want to ask for you guys to get to know our panellists a little bit more. We're gonna, Nikki here is a professional skateboarder. And I'm very intrigued as to how you get into that. How did you, of all the sports, how did you get into skateboarding? And how did you become professional at it? Okay.
1: Um, so I guess I got into it when I was about uh, 15. And that would be, now these days, considered really late, but 15 years ago... Really? What was, age do they start these days? Uh, three. No. When, you, when you can walk. Go, Eliza. <laughs> um, but skateboarding back then was um, a new, a very new sport, and especially yeah. for women. Yeah. Um, so, at the time, there was probably five, including me, women skateboarding in Australia, um, competing. Yeah. So... Um, for the first couple of years, obviously, I didn't compete. And then um, I've got five brothers and a sister. So probably my my older oh. brother skates and um, so I've got a big family. So yeah. that's kind of, I Is guess... Is that how you got
0: into it? Just mucking around not, with it?
1: Yeah, mucking around, but at a friend's house. Um, they had a little skate ramp in their backyard. Yeah. And when the surf was bad, they'd go back and skate on this little ramp. And so I would have a go on it and I was just so addicted to it. And... Um, <coughs> Yeah, and that's pretty much how I got into it.
0: <laughs> that is amazing. So what is it like now for women in skateboarding? Yeah,
1: um, now the sport has grown substantially, um, especially within the last five years, and uh, specifically because it's become an Olympic event as well. Is it? Skateboarding is in the Olympics this year, is the first time. That is awesome. um, So I guess, yeah, in the way to become professional at it is you get sponsors and you compete in events and that's pretty much how, how, you, yeah, how you become professional in it. Um, and yeah, I guess the last five years it's really um, picked up as a sport, which is really exciting for the sport and just to watch it grow has been really awesome um, to see more women doing it. Now there's um, actually thousands of women skateboarding in Australia. So to see it come from nothing to something has been um, really exciting. Amazing. Wow. Do you, I'm say sorry.
2: Do you see yourself then as like a, a pioneer in the sport? Like...
1: Um, in Australia, potentially. I mean, yeah. not, definitely not worldwide. There was um, always the steamer and um, some other girls that were in America, um, within Australia. Um, yeah, I'd say it was one of the, I guess, original girls that skated in Australia and competed.
0: Yeah. So is that your full-time job?
1: Um, it has been. Right now I'm also doing uni and this semester full-time.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> Go <you>. um, yeah, <laughs> Busy life. That's great. great. And Laura, whoops, oh. dropping everything. <laughs> I can say that in the microphone. Um, so you're a dietitian. Tell us a little bit about how you got into dietetics, uh, why you love dietetics Sure, okay, so I feel like
3: the short answer is I really didn't know what I wanted to do when I left school <laughs> and then going to uni open day, I saw dietetics and went, wouldn't it be amazing to just learn about food for four years?
0: <laughs> Not many people would think
3: that. <laughs> <laughs> who like, who doesn't love food? Um, so that like was, eating it. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the short, that's my short answer. Um, but... Essentially, um, I really wanted to do something that helped people. Um, I love people and also just yeah really interested in in health. Um, yeah, so that's my that's my
0: That's great. And then so after uni, you study for four years. Yes. and then did you uh, work for a practice or start up your own consultancy then?
3: Yeah, so I thought that I would always work in a hospital, so. Um, I originally did kind of want to be a nurse. I thought, yep, that's caring for people, helping people, I'd love to do that. Um, then had a few people kind of tell me a little bit more of the ins and outs of nursing and went, oh, maybe, maybe that's not so much for me. Um, always had a heart for, for mission and so thought, oh, nursing would be perfect to take me overseas. Um, taking on board a few, you know, all the ins and outs of nursing went, oh, maybe not, but Nutrition, obviously, um, is something that is a big priority in our third world countries as well. So, I thought, oh, um, love love cheap. mission work. Yeah. Would love it if I could do that for the rest of my life yeah. at the time. Um, and so, I thought, oh, yes, this is
0: what I'll go into. Um, yeah. Very good. And what else do you do day to day during the week?
3: Day to day during the week? So, I actually only work one day a fortnight at the moment. Um uh, just in a private clinic, um, I, which I had started the first year out of uni. Um, I didn't... Yeah, as I did. I didn't think I'd do private practice straight out because essentially you're sitting on your own without um, anyone else kind of overseeing what you're doing. Um, try To try and get any um, anyone to mentor you is, is a little bit harder. And, yeah, you just don't have that support every day. And so sitting out by yourself... Essentially uni really only prepares you um, to research well. You don't come out with all the answers to every question, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, so started started in private practice, um, did a year with supervision, um, but minimal, and then, yeah, I've been practising for seven years since. So I d- um, have a practice in Port Stevens one day, a fortnight, and I do a lot of diabetes, a lot of weight loss. I also do um, a lot of gastrointestinal issues, and fussy eating, they're probably my main ones. And otherwise, I run after Toby and do life with Toby um, and hang out with friends. So,
0: yeah, It's great. Cool. Well then, Daniel, what do you do day to day? What do I do?
2: <laughs> well, I've got three kids.
1: You.
2: Mm, you should know that. <laughs> no, um, I'm a, my background is engineering. So I work as a project engineer for the coal-loading facilities. Um, they're not everyone's favourite industry, but I'm OK with that, um, for now. I don't <laughs> need <be>. anyone's approval. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my day-to-day is looking after contractors that come on-site and carry out different maintenance tasks. So some of that's like major maintenance, where we shut down whole conveyors or shiploaders for a month and other is stuff that we can do on the side while the plant is still running, putting coal on ships. That's my day. And then I'm also involved here as a as a part of the team. Yep.
0: Keep you busy. That's good. All right. So now you know our panellists a little bit more. We're just going to dive in. So going back to that scripture 1 Corinthians 6, 19, about um, our bodies being temples of the Holy Spirit and us stewarding our bodies well. So I want to look at that, look at our bodies, and what do you think that means to be good stewards of our bodies?
2: Well, for me, it's maintaining a healthy body and also maintaining a level of health that allows me to do what I want to do in life. So whether it's keeping up with the kids or... I have no interest in running a marathon, so I don't need to do that. But um, it's maintaining that level of fitness and health that allows me to do those things. Which is probably different to what I would have said 10 years ago when I was in the thick of training and loving the gym and couldn't go a day without the gym and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Stewarding. (laughs) Um, For me, like, so with that verse... 1 Corinthians 6.20, just the second part of that, kind of um, have the Passion Translation, I think, is really beautiful where it says, you were God's expensive purchase paid for with tears of blood. So by all means, then, use your body to bring glory to God. Um, so that really kind of motivates me to actually use my body to exercise um, and the way that I bring glory to God through through stewarding that is... Um, I guess I exercise so that in my marriage I'm not really um, limiting my marriage in what we do, what, what, how we spend our time together because it means that we can do things together that, like, are adventurous and, and doing fun things that we're not, I'm not limited because um, I'm able, able-bodied. And then quality time with friends as well. Um, spending time with friends, like, if we're going to get a coffee, then usually I'll go for a walk with them and get a coffee. Um or Erica and I went for a swim this week. So that was really awesome. Um, it's really wonderful that we can do that. And um, just our not being, like, worried about our bodies or anything like that when we're going swimming because, um, yeah, because we're looking after our body. So that's kind of how we steward it. Yeah,
0: yeah that's great. I like that, that it's, it's beyond, like, um, stewarding our bodies is not just the top five points for exercising, but it's... Yeah. Um, it goes into all of us and affects all our different areas of life. Mm, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I think with the, um, just the whole series we're in, looking at mind, body, uh, soul and spirit, they're all intertwined and if one's down the others can be down. And I find for myself that if I'm looking after myself physically I know that my mind's going to be in a good place because I can think clearly in that um, and it just affects how I feel, my emotions and all that sort of stuff, so i like if i I don't get to exercise regularly because of my job um, and kids, but I know that if there's a period where I haven't had been able to do anything, Rachel's like, "Get out of the house, go do something, and you know
0: most definitely
2: yeah so yeah, yeah it clears your head yeah, but it's it's intertwined with everything, and it allows everything I think you looking after every area then you're going to be the best you can be mm. um you're not going to be lacking mm. in any area
0: mm. what about nutrition wise Laura do you think stewarding our bodies what does that mean
3: so um i really i feel like it's
0: it's being aware
3: of um what our body needs um so our body needs exercise it's made to move um, our body also need certain things, um, nutritionally. Um, and so first up, I really feel like it's really important to, um, have a basic knowledge of, um, foods that we should be giving our body, um, but also actually listening to how your body's going. Is it tired? Is it, what, what's going on? What, what else does it, um, are you, are, you know, do you need a little bit more food or, um, you know, m- might you be missing something and, you know, might need to go and get a little bit more expert advice and, uh, you know, you know, what, what am I missing? What else can I do um, to fuel this body well? Um, so, yeah, so I think it's being, being aware and fueling it so that it can do what God has called your body to do. Um, so, you know, whether that's something, like, because it, it does, like, it affects so many different areas of our yeah, life. Um, you know, just how our body's doing um, isn't doesn't just stand alone. It, it then affects how we're doing mentally um, and emotionally and all of that as well. So, um,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. great. If we were to go deeper into diet and nutrition, yep. um, what is your view on dieting and a lot of these fads and trends that seem to be out these days and, um, you know, people try the latest thing of this, you know, there's Atkins diet, that's not around so much now. (laughs) That was Uh, 20 years ago. But it's still around and in disguise. Yeah. Definitely. There's so so many that bombard us. How do we kind of navigate Navigate through that and go, what does healthy
3: eating even mean? (laughs) So I, I even kind of hate that my title has the word diet in it because I don't like diets um obviously the root uh meaning of diet um doesn't mean what we what we kind of bring uh what it brings to mind now when we think of diet we think of um you know uh going on a diet um but it realistic it means just a pattern of eating that's really what it means so much i like that pattern, pattern of, eating. of eating so that's that Other i like the diet, you assume restriction don't you yeah yeah so it's a um, a pattern of eating um So, you know, fads and and trends, they they do, they come and they go. Um, And I don't think God has called us to diet, um, quotation marks. Um, I think, you know, the fads and trends, um, you know, the diets that are coming up now, like the keto and everything, they change. Um, Yeah, they they do. We do get so many different ones that pop up, but essentially what your body needs, what the human body requires to function well hasn't changed. Um, and so it's knowing, knowing those things and um, putting them into practice. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, I don't want to go too deep. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Dieting brings up a lot of negative, negative connotations. Like, I think, you know, of um, restricting yourself, um, cutting out certain food groups, mm. um, punishment. Mm. Um, that's, that's what I, what I think of. You guys might think of something a bit different when you think of diet. Um, but they're, they're the kind of things that come up in my mind. Um, yeah. So, um, how God. Causes us to um, fuel our body. Um, I think I'm jumping ahead. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. Um, So, I just kind of wanted to leave you guys with three things. um, So, just to keep it super simple, because it is simple. And the first thing I want to just chat about is um, the best thing you can do for your body to fuel it well is to um, eat a plant based diet. So, what do you guys think of when you think yeah, of plant, yeah. plant-based diet? <laughs> that what documentary on Netflix, <laughs> whatever it's called, vegan. Yes, vegan, vegan, or you know, vegetarian. But that's that's not what it means to go to um, eat a plant-based diet. Um, doesn't mean going vegan. Doesn't mean that a vegan diet isn't right for some people. Um, it doesn't even mean going vego completely. Um, Again, vegetarian can be right for some people. Um, It means that essentially the foundation of the way that you're eating, um, it contains plenty of really good fruit, veg, plenty of whole grains and nuts and seeds. Um, Extra virgin olive oil is really good too. (laughs) Yeah, so, um, you know, and looking for opportunity to add veg. um, To get really specific, um, a general recommendation is that if you're with your grains and your cereals, try and aim for 50% of them to be whole grain. Um, do you know what whole grain means? Does, does that make sense to everyone? I mean, I, so yes, you, I do. Yes. You know, yeah. So it's the whole seed. So, you know, obviously a lot of our white flowers, white rice, they actually the m- missing. The less processed is better. Yes, the yeah. so less processed is better. Like we, we often, we're, we're taking away the, the outer husk where a lot of fibre is. We're taking away... Um, a little inner sack that's in that grain that contains a lot of important phytonutrients essentially they're little little protective guys for your body to help it help prevent it getting sick um so the whole grains are actually a really important part of our diet so it doesn't mean you can't eat white flour it doesn't mean you can't eat white rice but it means that you know um they have their place um make sure you're getting plenty of the ones that are a little bit less processed um, and got plenty of that goodness in there. So, yeah, so that's, that's my first point. Um, and then my second point was to um, not, not skip meals. Um, so I think we can get a little bit caught up in our lives. We can get um, super busy, um, whether, you know, you're a mum or you're at uni or you're, you've got back-to-back meetings. Um, we can very easily skip skip meals um, and we're skipping an opportunity to, f- to fuel and nourish your body um, and so maybe you're skipping that opportunity where you'd normally add that extra veg in or, um, you know, get that extra whole grain or nuts or seeds or good, good oils or something like that. Um, so that's, that's really important. Don't miss that opportunity. Um, you know, if, if you're going into a meeting and you haven't had lunch, you haven't eaten since breakfast, like, how are you functioning during that meeting? Um, probably not as best as you could. Or, like, if you're that mum running after your kid, you, you get tired. Um, and, you know, if you, if you, you know, make opportunity, and that's going to look a little bit different for everyone, how to do that. Um, like, just from a real practical perspective, as a, as a mum, I've found that I have to eat when he eats, Um, So if I'm seeing that, because as Most definitely, I I
0: can't miss morning
3: tea, (laughs) afternoon tea. (laughs) (laughs) Afternoon tea, yes, (laughs) second breakfast. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so, you know, we we often think about feeling our kids well um, and so we think, oh, what am I going to put in front of them? But then, especially in all that energy that we sometimes put into putting something great in front of them, we um, then think, oh, quick, I don't have time, I'll eat a piece of toast And that's not going to carry you through your afternoon. So um,
2: That's Rachel's favourite peanut butter toast, isn't it? (laughs) It's your favourite meal.
3: Hey, look, and there's nothing wrong with with peanut butter. Exactly. High protein, good fat. Natural peanut butter. (laughs) Even the non-natural. Like, they're really not adding a whole heap of sugar or salt or anything to that. So, whatever peanut butter you're going to eat, it's still good. Um, And so, like, something like peanut butter toast is going to... Is probably going to carry so you better <laughs> through a little bit better than vegemite or jam on toast. It's really not going to cut it. Um, I really think peanut butter and toast is probably the staple of a mum's life. Um, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> but yeah, even so mums. and even, and know even yeah, yeah. I just think, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't don't miss those that opportunity to to eat. And so who like. How many people skip breakfast?
0: I think there's probably a fair few people. I who know skip lots breakfast. of people that do. You know lots. Never though. I cannot. I wake up hungry.
3: Yeah, know. and that's actually really important for our our body, our hormones, everything communicating to our brain and everything to say, you need to fuel your body for the day. Um, you know, we we don't S- get in our car. Is that the most and,
2: important meal? Sorry, breakfast? breakfast. Is that still the most important meal? Because um, I I heard someone this week go, they told me that. Kellogg's came up with that phrase.
3: They did. They did. So is it true? it's marketing. Um, I'll, I, I really think the root point there is like don't skip meals. But like look, breakfast is so important, but so is lunch, or so is dinner, or whatever you want to call them. It doesn't have to be titled that, just fitting in regular meals um, throughout the day is important not going for long hours without eating um if you're if you're missing breakfast in particular um our body's smart it kind of it it realizes that it's not going to be fueled in the morning and can you know i think a lot of people who skip breakfast they'll actually tell you i'm not hungry actually feel sick if i try and eat Mm -hmm. so our bodies adapt and they um you know can start not to not feel hungry and then but then Often what can happen is later on, when they do start eating, um, then hormones and everything kicks into gear and they're quite hungry and then they often overeat a little bit
0: later in the day. um, Yes, I find that with me. If I've had a really busy morning and I've not eaten properly or even not had a proper lunch... The afternoon kicks in and it's all over. I, anything I can get my hands on. And it just keeps going. I'm yeah. like hour after hour and I get to dinner. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to eat dinner too. And I'm like, that was terrible. Like I just constantly... those like hunger I'm making hormones, up. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. And so, you know, and when you're in that state of, oh my gosh, I'm hungry. Yeah. I need food. You're not often thinking, oh yes, I'm going to cook some veggies. And um, <laughs> I'm going to get my hands on uh, that gonna, and that and that. <laughs> some, you know... You know, bit of bit of chicken and you know some potatoes. No, no, no. You're like, all right, what, what's quick and easy, and whatever, whatever's quick and easy is what's in your pantry. Um, yeah, so you know, not sometimes not always going to be. You're not always going to be listening and actually thinking about what what do I need to fuel my body. Um, yeah, so that that's that one. And then my third point to leave you with um, in terms of uh, nutrition is um, to just enjoy food. Um, we <laughs> Great point. Great point. Yeah, everyone likes that point. Enjoy food. Um, so it's not the
0: enemy, is it? It's not the no. enemy.
3: Our body, our body needs some good food. Um, and so, you know, uh, if you don't like certain foods, you're probably not going to continue to eat them. So I think of, like, kale. A lot of people tell me oh gosh, I can't eat kale, but it's the newest superfood, so I should, should include it in my diet. I um, go, okay, no, you're not going to keep eating it, so why force yourself to eat it today and tomorrow yeah, and then, you know, give up and get frustrated with yourself that you're not eating healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, find something that you will eat and will enjoy. So, you know, maybe you don't mind baby spinach in a salad, or if you actually don't even like baby spinach, even though it's fairly tasteless, put it in a smoothie or something like that. Um, so it's important to include the foods that you do include. Make sure they're ones that you actually enjoy um, and can include relatively easy, easily. Um, and then the second point is, you know, uh, have treat foods. Um, enjoy a little bit of chocolate. Phew. <laughs> enjoy a little bit of ice cream. Um, but, uh, yeah, the key word is just sit and enjoy. So if you're going to enjoy something, you know, a, you don't kind of just scuff it down while you're driving home or something like that. Um, so, um, yeah, so, you know, you often hear people go, oh, you should have, yes, you should have treat foods, but it's, you know, two squares of dark chocolate, you know, every second day or something like that. Whereas, do you enjoy dark chocolate? Maybe not. You know, do you prefer milk chocolate? Right, OK. Have a bit of milk chocolate, enjoy it. Um, yeah, so we're all so unique and, you know, how how Dan feels himself is not going to be the right way for me to feel myself, um, you know, when you get nutted down to the real specifics. Yeah. So that's I think great. I've spoken enough for
0: the moment. So. Yeah, that's great. So eat plant-based, <laughs> don't skip meals and enjoy food. Yep. Three great points you can take away. That's good. So, Nikki, as a professional athlete, what is... Uh, nutrition and what you eat look like for you? How do you fuel your body?
1: Um, I would say how I fuel my body is probably very different to how a lot of people fuel their bodies. Um, My metabolism is incredibly fast because I'm training every single day. So, um, I mean, I have to make sure that I'm eating enough um, and eating enough proteins and I'm a vegetarian. So um, for me, that's, yeah, like eating a lot of um, I eat a lot of plant based proteins, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I kind of keep up. <laughs> Just yeah, making right. sure that I'm eating enough. So when I go to a training session, I'll actually take food with me um, because I'm not going to make it through the session without eating. Okay. Um, and it takes about 90 minutes. Um, from what I read (laughs) it takes about 90 minutes for your body to actually once you've eaten it and then for that energy to come through in a session like in a training session so I'll usually have something that's high energy 90 minutes before so then when I'm working out um, or skating it will I'll have the energy to make it through yeah a few hours
0: and your body's performance if you don't do that absolutely Yeah. Yeah, yeah if
1: I haven't had enough food um I'm a big breaky person like awesome. I probably yeah, eat yeah. the breakfast. same amount as a grown man for breakfast um yeah I have like a massive you probably do more than
3: some grown men uh, yes.
1: not sure about that but uh, I'll eat like a massive bowl of um wheat bakes with oats um with two eggs and on toast and I'm um, usually a piece of fruit as well so I have a that pretty big amazing break- <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, mind you, I don't have very large dinners. I'll, okay. Yeah, I have really small dinners. So, And that's just that? how my because body works. Because you don't use energy through the night? Um, I think my body just tells me that. I'm actually not very hungry at night. I will have dinner, uh, yeah. but it won't be very large. The other half usually goes to my husband. So, oh,
0: wow. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, a treat food or a
1: cheat food um, that you love? Uh, treat food i'm a very much a no sugar person i try and have no sugar because i don't think sugar's good for anyone i don't know if you can back that up but <laughs> um sugar i guess like it i haven't really found much sugar that's good for you so fructose um mm-hmm. usually fruits will be a treat for okay. me yeah um yeah i also if i'm really going out there i'd go a donut that's probably my super naughty treat
0: Ooh. um good choice though <laughs> yeah
1: they are good, um, but I'm allergic to wheat, so I try oh, not to have, to I try and have gluten-free stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah, wow. What about you, Dan? What's a favourite food for you or a cheap treat food? It's hard to say. Treat
2: uh, I don't have a favourite food. I just eat whatever's put in front of All me. All food. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to eat enough food. Um, chocolate is always a treat or it's a, a favourite, I guess. Um, and cheese, love oh, cheese.
0: cheese. You, Laura,
3: I like I like many foods, <laughs> <laughs> so I love custard. Like, and you know, it's yeah, like custard.
2: Custard, <laughs> custard t- I could go custard tart. Uh,
3: custard, especially homemade custard, oh, yeah. um, doing it properly. Love a bit of good wine, and also love chocolate. Yeah, so yeah, I think you know, all foods have their place, and it's important to know. Like where their place is and keep them in their place, mm. um, so it doesn't mean custard is that's in our house true. every week. It's mm. probably, you know, probably you know we'll probably go for a few weeks where it might be in the house for you know three weeks, and then I bought it for the first time in probably two years yesterday. So you know, it's Remember something that how always delicious to. it is. <laughs> yes, I'm like oh that's right. I really love custard. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. Yeah.
0: So uh, we were talking just before about uh, the analogy of our bodies being like different cars because uh, I just think this is a really great analogy um, and how different cars use different fuels uh, and different – how did you word that? that um, yeah. just I reckon that's a really so good point just to bring I up. I
3: used to use this so I could really kind of, you know, come at a level – like find a level playing field with the guys I used to do nutrition groups with at a drug and alcohol rehab centre and went, cars, they'll, they'll understand cars. Um, so, so so imagine that you, you're a car, like think about, you know, what kind of car you might be. Um, but yes, they kind of uh, connected with that a little bit. But yes, you, we're all different cars. God made us all so uniquely and so um, it's, you know... What what one person needs um, to get from A to B is not necessarily what I'm going to need to get from A to B, um, and you know we we don't get in our car without petrol and think oh yeah do your thing um, <laughs> get from get me to where I want to go today um, yeah so so it's really important to fuel yeah
0: that's good I think. Um, when we were talking about that, that you can't compare yourself to other people, people. and what that person's doing doesn't necessarily mean yeah. it's going to be right for you and going to work for you. Yeah, because my body is different to your body. That's different to your body and your, yeah. body and your body and your body and your body, and that there's going to be a, it's going to be slightly different for each person, isn't it? You've yeah. got to find a fit and what works. For you, Yes. and it,
3: even going through you know different life stages or even different days in your different, week, yes. um, you know, depending on what you've got on that day, you might need a little bit of fuel, might need to feel yourself a little bit different to ha- on a Wednesday as you would a Monday, especially like Nikki would definitely feel that. Mm. Like, days where she does really a lot of training, she needs more fuel than the days where you know she's taking a bit of rest. Mm. Um, so, you know, yeah, and like, you know, your body might have to go on, you know, do a little bit more one day. So, you know, what got it from A to B is not what's going to get it from A to B to C the next day. So, yeah, being mindful of that. That's great. I love that.
0: Right. right, I'm just going to read um, another scripture from 1 Timothy 4.8. And it says, "For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. I want to go into and talk quickly um, about how How do you think our health and well-being affects our spiritual life? Do you think there's a connection? Does it affect it?
1: I was going to say, like, I guess when you really go into that verse, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way um, as it holds promise for the present life and also the life to come. So that, I guess, really... I guess Paul's, Paul's really saying in that verse and also in, in 1 Corinthians 6 that you read earlier and also 1 Corinthians 9, um, that says every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it uh, to receive a perishable wreath, but we are an imperishable. Um, so for me, that's like how do I stay motivated to exercise when, um, I mean, essentially what Paul is saying, that I should be reading my Bible instead because ultimately that's more important um, and that's going to really give us kingdom benefits that we're not going to get here on earth. Um, So how does that motivate us to look after our body? The thing is, in that verse, like in 1 Timothy, he still says that while bodily training is of some value and then also um, that it's good to exercise in 1 Corinthians. Um, So it's good to exercise. We should be doing it. um, And... Um, I guess for me, the the big question is, how do I stay motivated to um, exercise when I should be reading my Bible? And I guess to to do that, I kind of think um, that I need to bring actually the spiritual part into my training sessions. I need to bring that to the gym or to the skate park. Um, And I do that through grace. So, um, and then... It's like, how do I do that through grace?" Um, and I guess I kind of um, there's a verse actually in 1 Corinthians 9:25 that says, "And what and what do you have that Grace has not given you and if you received it as a gift, why do you boast as though there is something special about you?" Um, so it's Grace who actually gets me through each session, um, each gym session. Um, yeah, so I get motivated by really knowing the spiritual benefit in exercise because there are spiritual benefits in exercise. Um, and I think that appears through our, um, I guess, our mental posture at the peak of our exertion in, in physical exercise. When we're at the gym or when we're out walking with someone and we're really tired and we're buggered and we're like, how do I keep going on? How do I keep doing this? Um, that's where for me it's really important to pray at the start of the session and that's how I bring grace into it, by praying because I just ask God and and thank him. I just thank you that I have a body that works.
0: Thank
1: you that I have the facilities that I can go skateboarding at, that I can walk from Merriweather to Newcastle and there's a really nice path that we can do that and um, that we have gym facilities that we can access. Um, These are all amazing things that we can thank God for um and even um yeah i just i guess i just pray for these things and then for the strength to get me through where i don't have the strength where my strength is limited or or limiting um i just ask for grace in that so um yeah i guess that's how i kind of that's (laughs)
0: great i love that that um everything is so intertwined in us isn't it that our spiritual side Is a part of our physical side that's a part of our mental side that um, everywhere we go we take all those things with us that we can't compartmentalise. Well, today I'm just doing exercise but our spirits come with us while we exercise and that's part of it. And then our physical bodies are here while we're worshipping and spending time with God. So we're all intertwined and looking at us as a whole. It's really important, isn't it? Yeah, and I
1: think one other thing as well is just that um, in that verse he does say that we can... Um, we have the comfort of the Holy Spirit with us. So in 1 Corinthians, um, it actually says that. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you? So um, I guess, like, his grace is such that we don't do it alone. Um, That's right, yeah. We're actually doing this with the Holy Spirit. Um, If we are in Christ, if we believe by grace we're saved, then we're actually not doing it alone. So um, that's... Really awesome. We're going through our session, and we're absolutely struggling. We can actually say, "Like God, Holy Spirit, <laughs> come and help me out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right.
0: I something? think
2: I think for me, like my level of training throughout the years has changed. Like, I used to be part of the state rowing squad back in Perth, and um, you know that was massive commitment then. But then transitioned into the gym and now it's family life and there's no real space for that but I think what I've had to realise along the way not only is I've got to prioritise how I maintain my body or not prioritise I've got to work out what works for me but it's about um not being a slave to a certain idea or image that I'm trying to achieve so I exercise so that I'm healthy. I don't exercise so that I look a certain way or meet a certain image. Um, I don't want to be, you know, chasing, you know, the big arms and all that sort of stuff when it's not actually getting me anywhere. I would just be a slave to that. It's not going to make me feel any better. It's just me serving an image that's supposed to be the picture mm, of health. Very good. But for me, it's. Mm. Um, I'm using my exercise so that I can chase my kids, I can enjoy life, I can go on those walks with Rachel. Yeah, quality um, of life. And quality mm. of life, mm. yeah. So I think that's also in my mind like where it comes to, you know, um, training is of value, but if I still want God to be the Lord of my life, I want Him to be my focus. And that's where my spirit is always striving to head towards. Um, rather than being caught up in the the physical, in what is essentially a a temporary body. Um, Yeah.
0: It's great. I love that. Right, there is a number up on the screen there that you can text if you have any questions or you could just put your hand up (laughs) if you want to have a think about it. (laughs) We're going to just break for one minute, okay? One minute, you can get something to eat because, as we've been told, we need to enjoy food, right? So we're going to enjoy the food, then we're just going to answer a few questions, and then we're done, okay? So one minute. To start with, was uh, why do you exercise? Why do you do it?
1: Hello. Um, Why do you exercise? Well, so for me, I exercise um, for numerous reasons. I'll probably give you like three. Um, One of them being I exercise because when you exercise, you actually, your body releases endorphins, right? Mm -hmm. And endorphins make you happy. So um, I guess I exercise to be happy, one. Second, probably um, when you exercise, it actually increases your energy levels um, and it's really good uh, cardiovascular health to exercise and that and having that blood flowing through your body faster actually, um, yeah, increases your energy levels. So um, when I exercise, I get increased energy, which means spending time with other people, I actually have the energy to pour into them and not just suck energy from them, um, which, you know, when you go away from someone who's like constantly requiring your energy, it can be quite draining. So it's really nice to be able to have the energy to actually um, pour out into someone rather than, yeah, take. Um, And then, yeah, I guess um, the other one would be to glorify God ultimately. Um, And I do that through um, having the energy, being happy when I'm with others and my husband and and everything like that. Um, Yeah, exercising means that I can have really good quality time and then i have really great energy to get through everything that i'm doing so that's why i exercise it keeps my me mentally stoked
0: It's <laughs> great
2: i think for me it's the feel good factor mm-hmm. uh, i feel great when i do it um but also the community so there's a bunch of us guys in the church we regularly walk or we don't walk we run, we swim. That would be
0: amazing, though.
2: Or we, or we you know, men's walking run, group. The, run the stairs <laughs> at Merriweather. <laughs> <laughs> Go Kel. Oh um, awesome. No, so we, there's that community aspect of it, too, which I've um, built some great relationships through. And, um, yeah, that's one of my reasons.
0: That's good. I have another question here. That uh, Do you think what you eat has a big impact on our mental health? So I know you talked about exercise and that releasing, uh, you know, the good endorphins and endorphins and that can help our mental state. What about what we eat? Do you think that has an impact on it? Definitely,
3: definitely. So I think most of us can um, relate to the like 3 p.m., 5 p.m. slump Mm. that kind of happens. Definitely, yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, So yeah, so fueling your body properly through the day is so important to avoid that three, five p.m. slump, Mm -hmm. Um, one of the key things that plays into that is actually the amount of um, good carbohydrates that you include in your, especially your lunch meal. And so that you've actually got that good, easy-to-use fuel on board for that, those, um, the later afternoon. Um, Obviously, that's actually important for, like, through the day as well, but then lunchtime tends to be the one that either we over, actually overdo it sometimes as well. Um, and yeah, um, the we one can, o'clock nap time. Yeah, nap time, we need naps. Um, have a siesta after lunch. But, yes, um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I think especially women, we tend to do it. Um, don't put enough carbohydrate in our lunch meal to, to take us through um, for the rest of the day. Um, yeah, and then you get tired and feel like snacking on bits and pieces and types of carbohydrate that actually don't carry you through very well. Um, and so, yeah, I, I can, yeah, definitely agree with that.
0: would say yes, it does. Um, what about how does eating healthy and regular exercise impact us in our day-to-day lives? Does it help us not end up feeling exhausted by the end of the day? Probably touched on bits of that.
1: Yeah. I would say if you don't eat the right food, um, then you're not mentally, like, in the right place and your mental approach really yields the spiritual benefits of exercise. Um, So if you don't have the right food, then you're not... It's it's all entwined together. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you have great food, it affects your... Happiness. Um, obviously, when you're having really nutritional based food, then your energy's lasting longer. Um, you're doing exercise, which makes you happy, which obviously is going to have a better spiritual impact. Mm. As well. mm. yeah.
0: What about how many hours should you go between eating? Oh. I know no what you're going to say. If you're then. Rachel, one. <laughs>
2: I was going to say two. No, um, well, I was going to ask Laura what. Are, with regard to that, what about things like intermittent fasting intermittent as well? Because I got guys at work that he does, and I've tried it too. I noticed I did tried it for three months intermittent fasting, months. and I noticed no difference. But he swears by it, and he he only eats between one o'clock and uh, eleven o'clock and seven o'clock is when he eats all his food.
3: Yeah. Okay so just touching on the how many hours between eating to start with um that is definitely an individual thing um because our metabolisms are all so different um so one person you know it's actually better for them to act to have small frequent meals throughout the day um, and so there aren't actually many hours in between their their meals or snacks at all um whereas others of us um you know we actually can get by really well with just three and um, we don't don't need a snack um so that's definitely an individual thing so your metabolism is um driven by a lot of things in your body but um the main um contributor to your metabolism is your your body's muscle mass um so those have a higher muscle mass have a higher metabolism, and so need more fuel. They're a bigger car. They need more fuel um, through the day. So, yeah, so it's important to to just, yeah, keep that in mind. I know that's kind of going over things we've already spoken about. But, yeah, so there's no set. Um, there isn't a rule. We don't have any studies to back up that you should, you know, you shouldn't yes, eat. Every three hours. Every three hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anything like that. Um, intermittent fasting, there are um, studies... To say both, we don't have any any solid um, evidence to say one whether intermittent fasting is a really great thing or not a great thing. Um, so from uh, like so practitioners, that's probably an
0: individual thing again. If you find yeah, it works for you, yeah, great. I know that's you not that's definitely. actually
3: not what anyone really wants to
0: hear. They really yes, like to true. hear that
3: there's one <laughs> the set way, and I'm going to tell you that magic way right now. Um, but it's it's so it's so not. Um, it is simple, but yeah, um, it's. It's not... Yeah, no-one's the same, so there's no
0: one-size-fits-all. Um, yeah. All right, last question. What are your thoughts on intuitive eating and do you think it's an effective way to nourish your body?
3: <sighs> intuitive eating, an effective way. Do you want to maybe so what,
0: say intuitive eating is?
2: Yeah, in so people, I guess... Like cravings, like...
3: So, um, my definition, and if hopefully this is... I'll ask you whether that is your definition of what this is, and what you're asking. Um, but my definition of intuitive eating is to to actually to be mindful of of what you're eating, um, and that would be
0: yeah. And going with oh, my body. Uh, when you feel hungry, you eat.
3: Yeah.
1: Like, if, if it is, I, so I kind of think off, of it it's, as... It's, it's past five o'clock and my brain's, like, going downhill. If it's, like, cravings, <laughs> like, oh, I feel like this, I'm going to have it. Because it happens to me. I was addicted for, to sugar for a long time. Mm. Um, so whenever I had that, it was like, I need something with sugar in it. Because I just loved having sugar. Um, I loved having, like... Um, For me, it was rainbow sour straps. They were, like, next level. I don't know if anyone's (laughs) had those, but they're so good, the watermelon ones especially. Um, But anyway, my body would be like, you want that, like, have that. And it was actually because I was addicted to sugar, not because I needed food. Um, And if I did need food in that time, Mm. um, I needed to... I needed it to be nutritious food Mm. rather than something that was Mm. sugar-filled. So I actually had to learn and teach myself to actually give myself nutritious food rather than something that was full of sugar. Mm. Yeah, Mm. because sometimes it was like the craving in the back of my head rather than me actually needing something to eat.
0: So do you think with that there's a period of time where you train your body how to eat well and then once your body is in a bit of a routine and knows how to fuel, what fuels it well, uh, how much you need portion size, It then you can switch to a bit more of an intuitive eating style where rather than being strict on this is how much I eat of this and this is when I eat to going, yeah, I can have a bit more here or I'm feeling a bit more hungry today for this. Um, do yeah, you think- I
3: think you definitely need to kind of um, become more aware of your body's signals, your- your body communicating to you again. And that can take some time. So, you know, there are many of us who we ignore when we're hungry, where we ignore um, how certain foods actually make us feel. Um, so it can take a little while for that all to kind of, you know, all start to click back in place. So, um, you know, I could probably just go back to, you know, practice and, and patients that I've worked with, um, you know, so I might, you know, yeah, do some basic education on on what a healthy eating pattern could look like for them um and then we'll you know really try and aim to stick kind of aroundabouts to that for a week or two and then really get them to journal you know how they're feeling throughout the day um you know where they kind of rate their hunger as well um you know yeah and yeah just be super mindful of how they're feeling so and it can take just take some different a different amount of time for everyone um, to really get to that point where they're actually back to really knowing, ah, okay, I can, I can eat yeah. in, in it takes time I to learn anything.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah.
3: Mm. Sorry, I hope that answers Great. the question.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's been really good and informative. Um, I hope you've all learnt something tonight and feel inspired and encouraged by it. So thank you for coming. Um, Yes, thanks for coming and being part of our panel